just a little public service announcement before the latest episode of Dies in Your House. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and do not represent that of my employer. New York this, New York that. Yo, is Staten Island even really part of New York? A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Shit still look the same. Staten Island. Oh, son. This ain't Staten Island. Shaolin. There's only so much gerrymandering you can do in New York City because you're dealing with mostly blue neighborhoods, uh, with the exception of, of Staten Island. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back. Here on Spotify, every weekend, all you got to do is search for Dies in Your House on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts every weekend. All you got to do is search for Dies in Your House. Or if you're working on your mixtape, and you want to take a break from laying down those bars, you can go to soundcloud.com slash dies in your house and take a listen every weekend to a brand new episode of Dies in Your House. Or, if you're premium, if you want to get that a day early, if you want to get yourself personalized artwork, if you want to get yourself more input on the show, if you want to get yourself just bonus content, all of that's available at patreon.com slash jporks. You will be getting yourself cool stuff, you will not go broke, and you will assist in helping set my life up for success, which is good for me most times. What it do, people? What is the word? What it do, what it be, what it is? More importantly, what's the vibes? It's the vibbies. I know. You're probably asking yourself, listen, Jay, I know you. Like, I know you in real life. What are you doing? What, what is this? What is this thing you're doing? Well, I have a, I have a little podcast here. I've had it since 2013. We used to talk about a lot of things. Music. You know, I was a waiter for a long time. Bad jobs, you know, uh, stuff like that. But then 2016 happened. And that was the end times. And this podcast had to gear more focused on um, issues that mattered. Because I cannot sit on the sidelines as people have their rights taken away. Whether they're, you know, women having their choices taken away. Americans having their um, voting rights taken away. People having their freedoms taken away for reasons they shouldn't have their freedoms taken away. All of these things, in combined with a lot of other things, worldly views, I could not have a podcast and sit down and make jokes about things that don't matter. So 
while I try to deliver my colorful personality to you, I will also stress the importance that we're going to vote. And if you're somebody that doesn't, you know, care about, you know, presidential elections or national elections, whatever, you got to vote in your local elections because that's important. Voting is important. Your vote voice matters. And the only way there will ever be effective change is if all of us that don't believe in the system, everybody that doesn't believe that the system works, if we just bombard the system with working, we will make sure that we can make this work for us. This is America. It is a democracy and is equal representation. One person, one vote. And you got to get out and vote. You got to make that happen. But we used to talk about music on this podcast. We used to talk about fun things. But we don't now. I mean, we do kind of now because Joe Biden's kind of lit. Low-key, like, I know, like, ooh, gas prices. Anyway, if you're complaining about gas prices and you think that's Joe Biden's fault, you don't know how gas prices work. Um, Everything Joe Biden's done has been good. Good stuff. Ended the endless war. taking on Putin we're defending Ukraine and we're going to take down the oligarchy in Russia well they're going to take themselves down by like keep fighting a war they can't win they didn't know Ukraine was going to push back and they did and we're here to help them because we bang with them because they're a democracy COVID COVID's over no, I'm kidding. It's not over, but like, um, we're at a place where we're a lot of people aren't dying at the clip that they were dying before, so that's good. Um, so yeah, so we talk about politics a lot, and I'm sorry. Also, combined with the end times was me getting a job I don't complain about. So like, the views and opinions expressed on my podcast are that of my own, and do not represent that of my employer because work is awesome. It's the rest of my life that's trash, so um, we don't, I don't have work stories anymore because work is fun, but um, we do have life stories, and you know, if we don't vote, our life is going to go from living in a democracy to living in a fascist dictatorship, an authoritarian regime, Nazis, if you will. But, um, if you're wondering, hey, Jay, like, what, what's fascism? What are you talking about? I don't feel like we're thinking right now. Good, me either. But that's why we have technology here to help us out. So I'm going to leverage that. So, hey, Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and the economy that rose to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, we don't want that. We're a democracy, small-d democracy, and we vote. Americans vote for the things they, the politicians they want to enact the things that they want. There's a lot of things on the docket right now. Last week, I may have mentioned that the House passed a bill that um, to decriminalize cannabis throughout the United States. A bill, a law to decriminalize it, expunge, let people out of jail, all that stuff. 
I also said that that bill was dead on arrival in the Senate. I did not have a clear picture as to why. I do now. The Senate has their own bill, which also decriminalizes marijuana. It does other things. It addresses some of the same issues, but in different ways. Now, the House and the Senate, if they can get together and get a bill together, it would pass. But, again, the Senate has their own bill, the House passed their own bill, and they have to agree on a bill, pass it in both houses, and get it to Joe Biden's desk. But I challenge this to you. If there is a bill to decriminalize marijuana that goes to the desk of President Joe Biden and Joe Biden signs that into law, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard for you to say that this isn't the greatest president of all time. I challenge you to that. Seriously. I've had a bunch of presidents. We've had a couple. None of them have done that. Now, I'm not saying the bill is going to get to his desk. It's got a, There's a lot. And I know it's not like a full legalization bill. It's a decriminalization. It'll be like New York. Like, you can do what you want. Which, you know, is a step in the right direction. Um, but if they somehow get a bill together, and they get it to Joe Biden's desk, somebody who's been openly critical over his political career, of he's, he's old, so he's still in the gateway drug uh, lane. But, like... He hired people that aren't. So, like, when the people around him convince him to sign this, and he signs it into law, you are gonna, we are really gonna have a serious discussion about putting him on Mount Rushmore. And that's a fact. Also this week, bigger news, Ketanji Brown Jackson is the first black woman elected to the Supreme Court. The highest court in the land. It is a lifetime appointment, and it represents years of what the Democratic Party has been working towards, and that's empowering black women to be in larger roles. You see it with people like Stacey Abrams running for governor. You see it with Ketanji Brown Jackson um, being the Supreme Court Justice nominee and getting confirmed. You see it with Vice President Kamala Harris. You see it all over the country. The Democratic Party knows that black women are what brings home our bacon. Black women are the people that are going to help Democrats get elected and help Democrats not get elected. And we need to make sure that black women are represented. And now, for the first time in the history of, of ever in this country, 200 years... We finally have a black woman on the Supreme Court. I know that sounds like, you know, crazy, but also like people don't like politics because they say, oh, you know, both parties are the same. Well, Republicans never had any intention or thought to think, hey, we should put a black woman on the Supreme Court. They never thought that. They never thought that it'd be important to have a judge who's like a mother, black woman, different perspective, has to have that talk with their kids about, you know, when you talk to police that difficult talk, like, that's a lot, Republicans never thought about that, but you know what Republicans are doing, they're in Florida, they passed a don't, don't say gay bill, so like, I don't know, they don't want to talk about like, um, 
they don't want to say the word gay in schools, I guess. Uh, again, like this is what the, in uh, one of these states, they introduced a bill to change the age to have no age limit for marriage. The Republican state house in that state has introduced a bill and it's probably going to pass. There's not going to be like a legal age limit in that state. And therefore, that is going to effectively legalize pedophilia. Make pedophilia not a thing, because if you can, you know, consent... If the age of consent is nothing, then, you know, if same-sex marriage is law, then technically some 53-year-old homeless guy... Not homeless guy, some 53-year-old pedophile can marry some 15-year-old, some 12-year-old kid or whatever, and it can effectively be legal. Those are things Republicans are doing, okay? Do you understand that Florida introduced that Don't Say Gay bill and Disney flipped out? Disney! Disney, who, like, they don't really... I mean, they bang with they they bang with gay people for money. They don't bang with gay people because they stand up for equal rights. Do not get it twisted. Disney has been the foundation of money going into conservative politics for 50 years. They're like second or third to like, you know, Christianity, you know, the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, for Disney to be like, yo, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, you're a little bit much with this. This is crazy. For them to push back, it's extreme. Like, I wish some Republicans had a backbone, some elected Republicans had a backbone and would push back. There are no fresh ideas coming out of the Republican Party. Do not ever for a second think that there are. They don't want to do anything for you. So even if one, I mean, even if you don't love everything Democrats are doing, the only way we're going to get our country on track, and if you're somebody that says, hey, Jay, I don't believe in the two-party system. We need there to be three, four, five strong parties. I would say, okay, the way we get there is to have two parties that are normal. And right now, the Republicans want you dead. They don't care. They want Trump back. Like, that was supposed to be an admiration. This guy is not supposed to be still around being a thing. Him being a thing shows you Republicans haven't learned dick. Okay? So since they haven't learned anything, they shouldn't earn the right to be elected again. So if some new batch of Republicans comes out and says, Listen, I'm Republican because I'm for family values, uh, tax cuts for rich people, and like... You know, but I don't like Trump. At least you'd be in the right direction. And then we go five, ten years with electing normal politicians again. And then eventually you can start the conversation of having more parties. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in two years, in four years. So instead of wasting your time complaining about it on the internet, what you should be doing is getting out and voting and getting out in your community and making sure that you do a difference. Because if you're not creating the difference, if you're not creating the change you want to see, then what the fuck are you actually doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, like, it's crazy. You're not out in you're not out in these streets trying to do the change. You're just, you know, 
on the bus complaining about the change to the to the bus driver because you're the bus driver's best friend. He knows you. He knows you. He's your friend. He remembers your name. And that time you told him about your kids, he remembers. Sure. Sure he does. That's what you tell yourself when you walk up from the bus stop to your house. Try to convince yourself you got friends. Listen, man, life's complicated, okay? And this country needs to, has a lot of work to do. And the thing about Florida is that they really need to stop being down with Republicans because Republicans are down with denying climate change and killing the country and... Ki killing the country. Down, they're down with denying climate change, destroying the planet. And, you know, if we keep doing that at the rate we're doing it now, um, Miami's going to be underwater in like 10 years. That's not an exaggeration. I know I say some things that are kind of funny. That's not a joke. So, get with it. We have a trend going on in America. It's defend democracy. This is what we're stuck with. We're going to make it work for us. Because we are the majority. This country does not have a majority rich old white men who vote conservative for 60 years. The, the majority of this country who can vote are people of color, people of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different genders, who want equal rights for all across the board. That's it. One party wants to help you do that. That's Democrats. And anybody that tells you different is moving their lips and not saying a thing. Okay. I intended on this podcast being about music. Can you believe that? I did. But that little screaming session kind of got me off. I was going to go Katanji Brown Jackson, Olivia Rodrigo, Fabio Foreign. That's what I was going to do. I'm going to do it. Okay, speaking of strong, independent women. Now, Olivia Rodrigo's not independent. That whole record is about, you know, losing somebody. But as you know, a few months ago, I put out a podcast talking about Sour, the record by Olivia Rodrigo. I know you're sitting here and you're saying there's a 35-year-old man who is going to fangirl about Olivia Rodrigo. What is the, how can I take this guy seriously? Hear me out. The album is fantastic, fantastic songwriter, and I like the songs, and I like the live performances, because I like how the songs sound with the backing band, you know, the differences, I like, it has, and I said on this episode, there is an episode, if you just scroll back, the episode titled Sour, you will hear me talk about this record in depth, but um, it gives me the vibes of Jagged Little Pill. Do you remember Alanis Morissette in the 90s came out with that album, Jagged Little Pill? And it has that vibe to it. That that anger, that, you know, that where did this come from? And like, you're unsure if you're not thinking about it at the time. Oh, wow, this is great. I hope the next one's just as good. You're just enjoying this one because this is the moment right here. And couple of nights ago, maybe last week by the time this goes out, Olivia Rodrigo, the song Brutal started playing, 
the instrumental, I mean, the, the instrumental beginning to the song Brutal, her uh, first track of the debut album, starts playing Portland, Oregon. And the, the, the curtain opens up and the crowd just a deafening. Ha! And you see Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know if she's 19 or 20 or 18, whatever she is, standing on stage and she takes that moment. It's like when the wrestler comes out to WrestleMania and he looks at the crowd and you can tell he's like, oh shit, look at all these fucking people. This is her first tour. And she walked out on stage as the biggest star in the fucking world. And she owned it. I There's full show because uh, there's a lot of fans and there's a lot of phones. And so people on YouTube, there's a lot of shit on YouTube videos. And it's great. And I've been watching it. And she's doing a lot of, a lot of she's doing all, most of the songs from her new record. And she's covering Avril Lavigne, Complicated. But a curveball thrown in there is that she's covering Veruca Salt, Seether. That's crazy. That song came out before she was born, and it's a very obscure song for her to cover. It's not like other people cover it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like, oh, this song's covered by everybody. Like, oh, everybody knows this song. Remember it from that soundtrack? It's not at all. It's It's obscure. So it shows, like, the taste in music that, well, I mean, she said her mom showed her the song when she was a kid, but, like, you know, a lot of, your parents could show you a lot of music, and, uh, you know, you might hate it. Like, my dad shows me a lot of music, I like most of it, but my dad was at Woodstock, you know, your dad might not be as cool as mine. Um, but, like, sometimes, somebody can show you music and you don't like it, like, and, but it... She was shown good music and, and she retained it. And that's what comes across on the record. What comes across on the record is a lot of, like I hear, like 90s undertones. Also with the pop punk. Also with the, I understand the Paramore, the Avril Lavigne. I get the 2000s vibe as well. I understand that. Also with a little bit of Lord, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift. But there is an underlying theme like in Jagged Little Pill, like on Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. That underlying theme of, this is guitar-oriented rock and roll. That's what this is. Under it all, this is... I, I can grab my acoustic guitar and play all of these songs. I can play all of these songs within a, with a, a, a just a standard band. I don't need a, a synth player on stage. I don't need a DJ. I don't need piped-in sounds. I have two guitar players, bass player, uh, keyboard, drummer bang we're doing this and it's very and the backing band on a lot of songs on the Alanis Morissette record is the Red Hot Chili Peppers by the way nobody knows that um yeah Dave Navarro Flea and I don't remember the drummer Chad right it's Chad how do I not remember the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers anyway so the Sour Tour is happening I am so upset that I couldn't get tickets to Radio City Music Hall. But seeing video from the shows pop up on YouTube makes me very, very happy. Continue to do that if you're somebody that's taking video. If I was going to the show, I would take video. And I'd probably be annoyed that everyone's singing along to all the songs and messing up my sound. And it would ruin my night. So it's probably better off this way. But I do want to get back to going to shows. I miss concerts. 
I work by the Gramercy Theater, so, you know, I keep an eye out for that. Keep a ear and eye out for me. Um, when I do hit shows, there will be video hitting my YouTube page. Um, that's all in my link tree. Link tree slash Jay Dysonhouse. Just so you can go look that up. But yeah, Sour Tour. It's really exciting. And yeah, I fangirled out on it. It's good songs. I like it. And listening to those songs have, hasn't brought anything bad to my life. Sometimes I'll listen to a record and like then something bad in my life happens and I'll associate that with... You know what I'm saying? It's the exact opposite. Speaking of the exact opposite, what's the exact opposite of Olivia Rodrigo? Probably Fabio Foreign. Bow. Um, judging by internet reports, the lie detector test results have come in. And it, it is a true statement that they are indeed loving the style. Fabio Foreign dropped his debut record, Bible, on Friday, April 8th. Yeah, Friday, April 8th. This record does not have skips. In case you don't know, Fabio Foreign, Brooklyn Drill Music, from Canarsie, from Brooklyn, round the way where I'm from, same place as Pop Smoke, Chef G, and all the good music, Sleepy Hollow, all the good music coming out of Brooklyn right now, all the good all the good hip-hop that's being made is coming out of Brooklyn, and more importantly, coming out of the section of Brooklyn that I was brought up in. Not like the, the Jay-Z portion and the Biggie Smalls portion. Not that, and not like Queens, where like Nas, and not like the Bronx, and even not the rugged lands of Shaolin, but this little Canarsie, East New York, Flatbush, this little area is producing a lot of the most, the best music coming, the best hip-hop coming out right now. Because it's real. It's true. Much like Olivia Rodrigo's tracks. But anyway, it's... And the thing about Fabio Foreign is he's kind of a meme. Like, you know, he he had the, the Big Drip song and, like, it's a lot of, like, ad-libs and AAA and stuff like that. And that's cool and I get it. And I understand that some people might say, listen, Jay, I can't listen to a whole album of that. Just... Just take my word for it here. He's... Every song... Every time Fabio Foreign releases a song, whether it's a feature, every time the new Fabi verse comes out, he gets better lyrically. And I, I'm a person that likes hip-hop for lyrics. I'm not like... I don't want to... You know, I want you... I like my lyricists to be lyricists. I like my writers... I like my rappers to write their rhymes. And I like my rappers to be smart and wordy and all that stuff. And every every time he releases a song, every song is better. So, like, to see the growth from... To know where he's from. It's not like, oh, you know. And to follow from the beginning. And then Pop Smoke dies. And then you have that discussion where... You know, we don't want to really have this discussion yet, but it is the discussion where would the lane be open if Pop Smoke didn't get, didn't get, you know, killed? Probably. And the community, the surrounding community would probably be way more awesome right now because there would be more money being made there legally 
with music. Like, it's just crazy. So the Fabio Foreign record is just nuts. I got a bunch of, bunch of, if you see my Instagram, I've been, my captions have been Fabi lyrics because like, it's just a really good record. I, I was listening to it. I didn't skip anything. I love the, I love Magic City with Quavo, Quavo, whatever we're calling him, guy from Migos. Um, and I don't even really like that. And again, I'm try, I try to embrace, so I try to embrace like, um, well, I've been accused of not embracing new music, right? So, like, oh, you hate all the new rappers. You only like rap. You you liked rap when they used to kill each other. And, like, I have no answer for that because I don't want anyone to kill each other. I just used to like rap at a time where things were more genuine. Um, this Brooklyn drill feels genuine. It's like the, it's like the Chief Keef Chicago shit, like Polo G. Polo G is awesome, by the way. Um... Quavo's on two of these songs. He's on Through the Fire and Magic City. Magic City's a great fucking song. It's like the bop is really good. And um, City of Gods, everybody's heard. That's the Favi, Favio Foreign, Alicia Keys, Kanye West. This is probably Kanye West's returning the favor for Favi hopping on Donda. For nothing's a great track. Um... ASAP Rocky's on the record. Lil Yachty's on the record with a record called Slime Them. Slime Them's a great record. Um, Blueface is on here. Neo's on here. Uh, there's a there's a lot of good tracks. I would really listen to it. It's a really good, like, where Brooklyn Drill is going right now. And, like, there's no, like, diss tracks or anything like that. It's just real hip-hop. And it's growth. And it's, it's really nice. It's a really good record. Um... Also, I was afraid that because Fabio Foreign has been releasing, releasing a lot of songs recently. So I thought like all those, the last like eight songs he released were going to be on this record. The only single, there's only two singles. Uh, Magic City and City of Gods are the only songs that have been released from this record before it came out a, a few days ago. And there's 17 songs on here. It's awesome. It's incredible. And again, like when I say, oh, I'm from there, like, you don't understand. Fabio Foreign is born in Brookdale Hospital. I'm born in Brookdale Hospital. These rappers rep the 90s, like the 90s, like the streets. Chef G is 88th moving gang, but 83rd moving gang. But like the 90s, I'm from, I grew up on East 94th Street between J and K, son. That's where I'm from. So, like, it's a glow-up for me, too. I love it. I love wearing crazy colors, and people ask, hey, you wearing... I, would, I wouldn't be able to wear them. Like, yeah, well, I'm from the floor, see? That's how we do. Like, I love saying that. So, we did get music in on this podcast. We talked about Olivia Rodrigo Salvatore and Fabio Foreign Bible. And I'm going to have to give this podcast three separate titles... With three separate hashtags with a slash between them. Because I can't put like hash first of all, I can't hashtag Bible. That would attract the wrong crowd. Anyway, till next week. Here's what I need everybody to do. I need you to think to yourself, how could I as a person make my community better by getting involved in local elections?
And when you figure out, like, you know, when you get your results, you let me know and we'll talk about that. And we'll, we'll move that forward. If you have any questions, you know, you, I, I need everyone to hit me up. I'm on Twitter at Jay Porks. I'm on Instagram at Dies in the House. Listen, till next week, Jay Porks, Dies in the House, exclusively, wherever you thought you were hiding from me on social media. Wherever you thought you weren't going to see me spreading politics, I'm there. All right? Whenever you didn't see me telling you you know the vibbies, I'm there. I'm around the corner. You know the vibs. Till next week, we outside. Late.